Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Happy Sunday. Not just any Sunday, but week one of the NFL Sunday. It is finally here. We've waited since last February for this to come back. So, uh... If you're like me and you're involved in a ton of fantasy leagues or you just like football, man, this is it. This is the beginning. Football now, every weekend until next year, right? Until uh, February. <laughs> uh, my Chiefs went down Thursday night. You know, they have some holes to fill. They have some things to correct, right? But if you're going to lose, it's better off losing at the beginning of the year than at the end of the year, and I'm not worried at all. I mean, I used to watch those Patriots go to the Super Bowl every year and then come back and start like 0-3 and 0-4, and, and then the next year they'd be right back there again. So not that I'm comparing, you know, my Chiefs to the Patriots, but just the scenario. So let's get started. Uh, Garden State Trading Card Show a.k.a. The Last Show, yesterday in Secaucus, New Jersey. Love my man Laz on IG at L-A-Z-N-Y-C. Uh, been, I've been doing this show um, for a couple of years now. Um, I, I want to say I've been there from the beginning with him because I think one of his first shows he did uh, up in, I don't want to say his first show, because I, I don't know. I don't know the history, but I remember doing a show up in Framingham, Mass., and then start going to New Jersey and then starting uh, doing these shows in New Jersey. And I've been been right along for the ride with him there. Uh, his show's always slamming, always a good time. Um, this show, Saturday, had a bit of a different vibe to it. Um, I didn't sell that much yesterday, but I really didn't have that much to sell. Um, really winding down, getting rid of the rest of the football that I had. Uh, and people were still buying football. They're still looking for football. You know, I think a lot more basketball now. I see a lot of people, you know, looking for basketball. I packed up singles boxes and I had a bunch of hockey cards because I know, I remember from East Coast National, people starting to ask about the hockey. Uh, I didn't want to start bringing out my slabs yet, but singles box I had left over from last year. I dragged those out with other things. And the hockey, those cards were selling uh, pretty well. People were really looking for it. They'd, they'd see that. They'd say, you have any more hockey? I'd be like, no, that's it. So I know people are like me. They're trying to, you know, get ahead of it, you know, buying the hockey now. But the basketball was definitely selling. You know, people looking for football at rock bottom prices, which uh, I completely understand. Um you know, I have my four high-end cars, the two Mahomes, the Joe Burrow, um, the Josh Allen. Um, you know, they drew a lot of attention. I had, I had a lot of offers on it. Uh, none of them actually sold. Uh, and then I have about six more football slabs in there. Um, you know, four of which are Mac Jones, speaking of the Patriots, right? And, you know, overpriced for sure in my case. And I know there are PAs. 
I'm going to hold on to him. Hopefully he can bounce back this year, do well, and, and you know, those prices. Because if not, I just hold on to him. They're one of those things that, you know, I, I'm into them for so much. And I talk about all the time, like, just get, you know, get away from your mistakes, right? And get into, you know, put that money into something else. But in this case, like, I probably had 25, 30 Mac Jones cards. Uh, these were my four, you know, the, kind of my favorite cards. And, you know, at this point, I wouldn't even mind holding on to them if he doesn't do any better or the pro- values don't go up on him. Um, it's just the way I feel about those cards. But I did have a couple other ones that I did sell, uh, football cards I did sell. I, I, funny story. I have to tell this story. Uh, I had a guy ask about, uh, you know, a card. said, hey, what's, you know, what's the price on this? It, the sticker price was two twenty five. dollars um, the last one sold, the last comp was 205 on the card. And it's one of those cards. It was a lower pop. I think it was like pop 25 or 30 or something like that. So there's just not a lot of them selling, you know. So he offered me $140, right, which is like 70% comps on the card. I said, no, I can't go that low. I could do like 185 on that card, you know, just leave. leave you know, if you're going to flip it, leave some, uh, leave some room on it for you to make some money. Um, so he says, Hey, you know, look at my cards. Maybe, maybe I have something you want. We can do trade or trade in cash or something like that. I said, okay. So I pull out a Patrick Mahomes. It's a rated rookie PSA 10, you know, the card's like a thousand dollars right in that area, you know? So I told them, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you the card, this card here and, you know, $600 for the, uh, for the Mahomes card. Uh, and he says, are you crazy? You think I'm selling this card for $700? And I said, he goes, it's a $1,000 card all day. I said, wasn't that 70% comp on the card? I mean, literally, you're coming up and asking me to buy my card at 70%. So why can't I ask to buy your card at 70%? Uh, I said, and I'm I'm over 70%, right? I, I'm slightly over the 70, 70% mark on there. And you know, I said, I said, you can't have it both ways. You can't buy my cards at 70% and have me buy your cards at a hundred percent. So, I mean, if you want to work out a deal, we could work out a deal. And, um, we never did work out a deal. Um, that other card just wasn't that important to him, I guess. But interestingly enough, the guy's standing there listening to all this going on and he walked away and he laughed. He goes, he goes, I, I, sometimes I hear what people offer people and then they want to sell their cards like over comps. Like, you know, he was saying, he was saying it's a thousand dollar card, which he knew. Right. But he says, some of these guys are like, Oh, I want $150 for that car or, or, you know, like $1,200 for that card or, you know, a thousand fifty or 1100, you know, like they want over what the current comps are on the card. Um, but he reached into his wallet and he immediately took out $185 and he bought that card right there. So the negotiation I had with this guy sold the card to the, the guy standing behind him. He said, no, it's an absolutely fair price. He said, here, I just, I, just, I like, he said, I'm happy to do the deal because I, I, I wanted to buy that card. Uh, so that worked, it worked out well for me. Right. Uh, so yeah, not a lot of sales. I had, you know, my, my, And if you're on YouTube looking at me shaking my head, my women's soccer, like it fell off the cliff. It's like nobody, nobody even looks at them now. It was such like a short run. But, uh, 
I still love the cards, you know, so I still brought them along. So I think it's probably time to keep them in the office. Now, I don't think they need to be taking up, you know, the real estate space, you know, not not at these shows here. If I travel to a show, uh, I may bring some with me, something like that. But I think it's time maybe to to put the women's soccer uh, aside for a while, even though they're still in there. I mean, they haven't even gone to their playoffs yet. So but, you know, there's not a lot of fans. So. Uh, not, not yet anyways. I still think it's up and coming, right? Uh, I had my, uh, my pop culture stuff um, sold, you know, some music cards. I, you know, if you remember last year, I graded like 70 or 80 music cards, and I'm still selling some of those cards. Uh, and it's, it's funny, a guy that came to buy, you know, he bought three of them from me, and he was looking familiar. I'm like, I think I've sold some cards to this guy before. And then as we did the deal, he started to walk away. He came back. He's like, wait a minute. He goes, wait a minute. He said, he looked at the women's soccer. He goes, were you at the national? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I bought some of these music cards from you at the national. He's like, I, like, I'm, I'm looking at you and you look familiar. I'm like, but I, he said, because when I go to these shows, this is what I look for. I look for like this music. I said, well, here, take my card, call me up. Look, you know, I, I still have a bunch more of them here. You, you know, we can make some deals. Absolutely. But just interesting that, you know, he remembered me from from the national just by by the cards in my case. Um, but that was it. You know, like I didn't have a lot to sell. My I had Rob didn't go sports card therapist. He didn't go yesterday. So I had two tables and I knew he wasn't going. So I set up six feet of singles boxes. And, you know, that's where I was making all my money yesterday, really, just in those boxes. Um if I was just had, if I just had a six foot table yesterday, I just would have had one case with singles boxes, and I would have threw the, thrown the football cards in, and I would have put a few, uh, you know, p- p- pop culture cards in, like something like that, just because I kind of I know the show, I know I know what sells there, but I figure I'm gonna have all the space, I might as well just spread my cards out. Um, some familiar vendor faces were missing. Some familiar attendee faces were missing. Uh, and after talking with some people um, about the missing, right? They said they were, they said most people said they were at the Dallas show uh, this weekend. And it's funny, a few weeks ago, I was at a show and I said, wow, this show, you know, is looking light. Like there should be more people here. And everybody's like, oh, people are at the, the Burbank show. Right? And I know the Philly show is coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and interestingly enough, this just this past week, uh, my wife and I are trying to find, you know, some time to take a trip, you know, either this fall or early winter. And we've been going back and forth on dates and looking at the calendar and just having trouble finding a weekend. So, you know, I said to her, I said, we have to find a date to go away. And she said, well, if you could give up a show, like you'd pick any weekend because I think you have shows almost every weekend. And I said, no, no, I don't. And I went and opened up the calendar and there it was, man. There it was. Just There's just too many shows. There's just too many shows. When I started setting up at shows, it was like once a month, right? I was, I was part of a foursome in golf. And I used to uh, I used to golf every weekend and I would say and I can remember saying, oh, this particular weekend, like I can only do Sunday because I'm doing a show on Saturday. Right. And then the shows turned into like Saturday, Sunday shows. And then I'd be like, I'm out that weekend, guys. And and now it's like I play with them. I think I've played with them twice this summer. Um, 
because I've just had so many, so many shows and so much things going on in the hobby. Uh, and then I realized looking at the calendar, it's just crazy. It's like every single weekend there's shows. Um, I know we're, we're in for a crazy run and that's really what it got me going on this. We're in for a crazy run here in new England, October, November. I mean, just show after show on the weekends in, in November, we have three, three major shows on the same weekend in November. Uh, and now another major show, um, just announced that, uh, the Springfield show just announced that it's going to be the weekend before. Just before that weekend of three shows, right? Um, are the big shows hurting the small shows? Are the small show shows hurting the big shows? You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, the three shows that we have coming up in November, um, there's one on the, all on the same weekend, and they're all Saturday Sunday shows. They're all Saturday Sunday shows. Um, one at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, one at Gillette Stadium, uh, Massachusetts, and one in Quincy, Mass. Uh, and all three of these shows, these tables are sold out. These tables are sold out. And these tables aren't cheap. They're like $300, $350 tables, you know, and, and it's for a weekend. You're paying for the weekend, and they're all Saturday, Sunday shows. I, I, I just don't know how how that's going to work out up here with, you know, it's it's like such competition. Um, and as a dealer, I mean, how do I choose? How do I choose who, you know, where I'm going? Because for all these promoters, I've set up with all these promoters, right? Um, it is crazy. And the competition, too. Um, and I don't know, is it competition for the promoters? I mean, can they talk to each other? Can they figure this out? Because it just seems like now we have um, all these shows going on here, but then the major shows are going on too, just talking about it. Dallas, Burbank, Philly. I know there's Chicago. There's the, the Midwest, uh, Midwest Spectacular. It's just, I don't know. Is it show fatigue? <laughs> Are we starting to see some show fatigue? You know, and good on the promoters that they can get these destination locations and selling out all these tables. Um, but they're going to have to expect declines in attendance. I know for some shows I'm on waiting lists, you know, to get in, not local shows, but like Chantilly show, um, show like that. I went through last year and immediately I put my name on a waiting list. Um, I know I'm a hundred and something down the line. It'll be a long time before I ever get a call for that. Um, I don't know. Are, are we, are we, I mean, is this, is it show fatigue or is this just fine? I mean, is there enough, is there enough buyers, sellers, flippers and oh yeah, collectors, right? <laughs> collectors. Remember us? Remember them? <laughs> And I do it all, right? Not only am I buying, I'm selling, I'm flipping, I'm collecting, I'm I, I, a little bit of everything here. But is there really enough to go around? Uh, I mean, I know there's enough cards, right? but is that enough? Uh, I have to imagine a dealer like me paying for a table, traveling to the show, 
paying for a hotel and meals because now they're, you know, now they're two days. They're Saturday, Sunday shows. They're not just one day shows anymore. Now they're two day shows. You've got to, for the most part, unless you're close enough, you have to stay overnight. Um, and if the shows have lighter than usual foot traffic, um, I mean, for someone like me, I'm probably more likely to sell some cards cheaper than I want than I want to just to cover, you know, weekend expenses. Um, and what happens with the social media part of it too? I mean, you, I can open up Facebook. I can open up Instagram. I can, and it's just, it's, it's crazy that it's just cards, 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 right? It's, it's the social media aspect of it. The shows now are ramping up. The shows to me feel like the social media aspect of it. Like it's going to be every single weekend. Every weekend there's going to be a show and people are looking like, hey, I want to start a new show. What we is there? Is there one day available? I can slide that one show in and, you know, hopefully sell them because as a promoter, you're just hoping to sell your tables, right? And, and be able to bring the people in that will keep your vendors happy. Um, and I'm starting to see a lot at these shows, uh, especially it, when the, the shows seem a little bit slower that you'll see these people just come in that are cash heavy, you know, and just trying to buy up people's inventory. I started seeing this back at Chantilly. It was like day one of the show where people were just coming in and buying people's whole cases. It's like, look, if I just buy this whole case for 70%, uh, can we just do that? Like, you can go home. Like, if you want to give me your table, too, you can. But they were just coming in, buying up people's inventories, right? Went by 70, 75% comps on bulk offers. Um, and, 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 I, and I guess depending on how well you're into the card, maybe that works to get rid of. But I generally see, and I talk to people afterwards that are making some of these bigger deals, that they regret letting go one or two of those cards. Like, not for all of them, but it's like, ah, I probably should have held this card or held that card. There's a little bit of regret, you know, when someone buys a, you know, comes and buys a bulk, bulk from you that, you know, maybe one or two of those cards you should have held on to and not let go. But I think kind of people getting caught up in a little bit of the hype of it. Um, you know, as, as the value keeps going up, as you keep stacking it up and now it's a thousand and it's a 2000, it's $3,000. I mean, I think you're starting to see more dollar signs and it's okay to let it go a little bit lower. I, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example as I was at East coast national a few weeks ago. Uh, and there was a dealer had this really nice Eli Manning card, this refractor. I'm not even sure what it was. Um, but he said to me, Hey, you should tell the therapist, meaning my, my guy, Rob sports card therapist, tell the therapist about this card. Um, it's one he would definitely want. So I took a picture of it. I, I sent it to Rob. I was at the show and he said, I said, the guy's asking 300, you know, Rob says, tell him I'll give him 200 for it. So I said, Hey, he said, I'll give you a 200 for it. And we did a thing on comps and it was a pretty fair offer. Um, I think the comp on the card was maybe around 240 or something like that. Um, and he says, yeah, 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 that's fair. He says, uh, I'm probably not going to sell it. If I don't sell it for more than 200, the card's his. And I said, okay. And this was, I think this was a Friday and we had Saturday, Sunday. That show was a three-day show. 
So the next day, a guy comes to his table to start buying bulk, and he starts going through going through the cards, and they're calculating stuff out. And I see the deal going on, and I just kind of walk over, and I'm I'm looking, I'm seeing what's going on, and and you know what they're putting on prices, and and the guy adds the car in, he ca- looks it up, and he says, "Yeah, we'll do this one at 140," and he throws it in, and. And, and I was waiting for the guy to be like, no, nah, leave that one out because it really wasn't like the best part of a deal. But then they may, I kind of walked off. I saw them make the deal. I went back. I said, did you, did that Manning card go? And he said, yeah. I said, but you let it go for 140. I said, you had the thing sold at 200. Why would you throw that in for 140? He said, yeah, he goes, I kind of got caught up in it. It was like such a big deal. You know, once we hit 3K and we were going over, it was okay, you know, just to come down a little. You know, I want to keep the guy happy, but I, you know, I was making, I was making a good deal here to get the cards done. And uh, he says, you're right. I probably, you know, a few minutes later, he said, ah, you're right. I probably should have pulled that one back. Uh, There was another one in there too. I let go really cheap that, uh, I probably should have pulled that one back. He, he says it's a little tough, you know, when you got when you're dealing with 10, 12, 16 cards and the prices are all over to remember, you know, what's 70 and what's 75 and what's 78% comps on a card. And, you know, and and, and I, I guess that's why it works for these guys to come do this thing. Um, and that was a busy show. That wasn't like it was a slow show and somebody was just happy to get get rid of their stuff. Um but could you imagine if it was a slow show? I mean, I've been at some slow shows where I've seen people come up to me and say, hey, can I do this one, this one, and this one? You know, we'll do it for 800 And I'm like, that's like $1,400 comp on that. I mean, that's straight up comp. I mean, you're, 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 you're below 70% on this at this point. I'm like, nah, I'm all set. I'm good. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, we talk about this all the time. I, I don't need to go. Uh, I'm okay. If I go to a show and I don't sell a card, I can go home. I mean, I may not be happy about it, but I'm okay with it. Um, cause I know the value of the cards and I know the value of the money, you know, and I know what I need to do to make things work around here for me. Um, but that's it. That's all I have for you. We're going to cut this up a little short. Um, I, I will tell you, honestly, it is now 1241 on Sunday and uh, kickoff is uh, in about 19 minutes. And I have a little work to do on this to prepare it, to put it out. So uh, I'm not going to prolong it any longer. Um I will be back Thursday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.